is it going, everybody? Boys, girls, NBs, everybody else in the world that might be happening to be listening to this show right now. How is it hanging? How's it banging? How's it slanging? How is everybody doing today? Charlie, how are you? Charlie, how you doing? Doing just wonderful. We had an absolutely kind of massive uh, news week. We're going to give you some results. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that the W in AEW is a big W this week. Um, hey. <laughs> so, yes. uh, you know, we'll get into that more later, but... Um, big announcements and stuff this week. You know, uh, every now and then, Tony Khan likes to be like, ah, make it a big announcement. And then sometimes it's AW All Access, and sometimes it's, you know, the Owen Hart Tournament. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like yeah. yeah, so it, give and take, you know? But, um, surprising we haven't gotten any announcements about that yet. Um, it'll probably Maybe be later in the year this year, year, I imagine. I think yeah. last year it was just they wanted to get the timing right with like, the memorial stuff that was happening that year. I don't think it had to do with like, this is when we're going to do it every year in February. Although that would work. I don't, obviously they didn't plan on it being. So my, my assumption is whenever we get an announcement, that should hopefully be when it's going to be going forward. And if it's not, then Tony Khan needs to get shit together. You know, like really like, is that the tournament that worked last Honestly, year? I think I'd be okay if the tournament ran only on dynamite. It should. Well, maybe yeah. it can cap off at a pay-per-view. I mean, that's fine. But then the yeah. problem with that is that it has to cap off at the same pay-per-view every year because otherwise it's not going to make sense. So, Yes, and they're, they're running out of time on that. They, they probably got to do a match on fucking next Rampage. I mean, it's... Oh, yeah, no. It's, it's gonna if close. it's going to be on a pay-per-view ending, it's going to have to be full gear at this point. So I don't think it's going to happen, mm-hmm. which I don't think is the right move. I don't think an end-of-the-year tournament like that. I don't know. I don't know, it feels weird. It feels like the back half of the year just becomes like, oh, you know how like Japan used to get that way, where like they'd get through all the major shows and then they'd have all the tournaments. It's like last year they just combined the tag leagues. Yeah, like I, <laughs> it could, it could work. I I don't know. I I I, I am a little worried that the further we get into the year, the less likely it is to happen at all, and it makes me just wonder like, did there was there some kind of falling out? Whether it just not be an Owen tournament this year? I really hope that's not the case because that was really cool last year, but yeah, I don't know. Get some but, great matches. Eh, hopefully, we get some news on that soon. Uh, you know, AW. Oh, we'll, we'll say what you want about AW. They keep way too much close to the chest. Like, I understand wanting to keep the fans guessing, but also like, if there's something the fans want and you know they want it, why wouldn't you want to build hype toward it? Ah, whatever. Good point. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, like there's an example of them doing that in this show that we'll talk about, and I think it's like okay, if we can do that, why? Where's the tournament? But anyway, um, I guess it's different, but we'll we'll talk about that. But that being said, you know, um, this might be the first time you've ever listened to this podcast. If it is, uh, how's it going? Welcome to the show. Yeah, I mean, there was so. Oh yeah, back to the ordinance of business. Yeah, there's a couple of things we like to take care of at the top of the show. I was uh, sort of getting into it there, but I I distracted myself as always. And uh, if this is the first time you've tuned in, make sure you guys go ahead and follow us on Twitter. I'm at Bane Duke. That's B-A-N-E-D-U-K-E. You can follow Charlie at O-Charlie with an X instead of an A. And you can follow the podcast feed, or I guess the podcast in general, just the, the general podcast on Twitter at Eat Sleep Elite. Um, you know, people be tweeting at us over there, sending us some cool messages, um, you know. And so, and, and we, are, we want to try and start and do a mailbag. And that'll be where those questions primarily come from. We'll be like, if you tweeted us, you know, send us a message, something along those lines. Uh, it can make it into the show in a given week. Because <clears throat> um, we're happy to talk with the community. Because that's what we're trying to do over there on that Twitter is build like a little community of wrestling. So make sure you guys uh, follow that at Eat Sleep Elite. And uh, whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening to this on, be that Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Give your whatever given platform you happen to be listening on. Shout out to the Spotify crew. I know you guys are growing. Um, 
uh you know uh, make sure you guys leave a, a uh, you know, uh, sorry, make sure you guys follow and or subscribe, whichever is on the, the platform. I don't know why I lost that there for a second, as well as making sure that you all, um, you know, uh, leave a review and stuff like that. To let us know, like, what, what you think about the show. If you like what you're hearing, if you want to see some, you know, if you want to hear something different, if you want to, if, if you have any critical advice, wait, no, if you have any criticism or advice. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm trying to say, um, you know, throw that in the reviews and maybe we can improve the show um but yeah so i think i took care of everything there you know you guys could also follow me on twitch at the duke of derps or so i guess twitch.tv slash the duke of derps would be the way i would refer to that um i stream relatively regularly i've been streaming less lately but i'm trying to get back into it and uh doing a lot of old school call of duty zombies lately uh i don't know if that tickles the fancy for a whole lot of people but um i've also been playing fortnite and, and other stuff and i guess if people wanted me to i don't have the new wwe 2k game but i have the last one so i guess i could play that but i don't think that's gonna be that interesting um to anyone because it's an out-of-date game so but wwf uh, the fed anyway um <laughs> the fed pack is burning charlie it's burning um uh, okay so actually before i move on here charlie are we gonna talk about cody that's right. We haven't addressed it because uh, we recorded after night one. Cody lost. LOL. No. <laughs> I mean, dude, uh, I don't even know. I, I wouldn't even know where to start, but I mean, sucks for the guy. I've always, I've always loved Cody. I've always thought he did great work in AW, and I was rooting for him when he left. And uh, okay. yeah. So, just, what do you think uh, of the take sucks. that he's a bigger star now having lost? Yeah, no. <laughs> not Personally, not going to buy that one. Uh, I if anything, he's got a bigger rivalry with the Rubble Chicken now. What? Why did I say it like rivalry with the Rubber Chicken now? But uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's, a, that's all I got. Give Cody Cody Rhodes, Mark Briscoe, you know, three stages of hell match. I guess right. Um, I mean, okay, sure. <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't even know what what do you, I, I I don't even know what do you think? Where's your brain at today? With that, I, mean, I, like, I don't even know. Like I, I, I thought it was such an easy decision, but like I guess it wasn't, you know. So I don't know. And with the way things have, have gone, with Vince being back and allegedly back in charge, I, I got, I got nothing for you, you know. Exactly. So, yeah, that's one of those things. And I can say a bunch of things like, "Oh, I think this will be bad. I think this will be good." Like, who knows? We could be six months from now talking about how Vince is actually the greatest Booker of all time, and he just was being lazy for years, yeah. you know. And if that's the case. More power to them. It's still not going to make me watch it, you know? Triple H being in charge <laughs> yeah. didn't make me watch it. You know what I mean? Like Exactly. So, yeah, so. you know. Yeah, it'll, uh, that'll be interesting to follow. And, yeah. Um, so, I guess favorites, right? Yep, you're up first, buddy. And we're evens. Uh, a couple decent to really good matches this week. I don't think the match quality was, like, you know, absolutely fucking insane. But it was actually... You know, the match quality was pretty damn good. I, I will say that. Uh, this was the AEW after Mania. It would say it people, wasn't as consistent, dubbing it. but it was pretty yeah. good overall, I would say. It was pretty, yeah, it was pretty good. And I, I, I'm going to pick us off with my favorite here. And it's another just great title defense, in my opinion. And that's Jamie Hayter defeats Riho. Again, I Jamie Hayter has been, like, not even quietly. She's been solidly putting out some fucking bangers this year. And especially last year, uh, at the end of the year, she was just piping out some heat, and it just felt really good. But 
I think this was uh, another progression in the storyline of the outcast versus the homegrown. She wanted the real title shot. She got it. She knows Jamie's the better woman, at least right now. She, you know, she wasn't going two time, but uh, I, I thought it delivered. Um, I thought they had great chemistry together. I uh, right away, Jamie tries her finisher like instantly. I thought that was a nice little touch. Um, but Rio's, you know, she's too fast. Rio, so, the thing about Rio is she's so fast in this as Rio. It's just, I don't know. I've always loved it, but um. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're kind of getting their shit going. We head to commercial. We come back. Uh, Rio hits a really nice uh, head scissors. The Tiger faint kick and the crossbody off the top for the two. Hater then jukes her out. She avoids the Northern Lights, but not the Snap German and the Dragon suplexes by Rio. A top rope double stomp missed. Hater hit a Ushigoroshi. Swing low, sweet lariat for the two. I mean, you name it. We were getting some really good stuff, but kind of we start getting towards the end here, and Rio, she really was – Rio was she did a lot of damage with that snapdragon suplex right and she kept trying to go back to that because that's what got her the close two count hater ends up rolling through one of them she hits the hater aid which it's just a one of the, a ripcord lariat right it's so beautiful it's a fucking rainmaker and uh she, the way they did it she went over Riho's head the first time but uh, jamie holds risk control and fucking clocks her the second time. It was beautiful the way they did this. And, uh, yeah, Rio ends up kicking out, but the second one hits, and it's over. Um, so, yeah, uh, again, Hater hits hard. I, I thought, you know, that's the, that's the story we've been running with with Jamie Hater, and it's been working. And if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? So, Absolutely. yeah, what did you think of this one? And another notch in the in the – I guess the title for Jamie. Absolutely. Which I, <clears throat> yeah. I got some stuff I want to bring up to you about uh, when we get into it later all in about Jamie. So this is not going to be the last time we're talking about her. Tonight. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I like the uh, <clears throat> the opening of the match with some, like like you said, it was Rio's speed. So it was like the quick chain wrestling and like pin combos and stuff like that. Good stuff. Um, Rio was selling like crazy, which we always like comment about because she's really good at selling. Um, I like the superplex spot in here. It, it actually looked good. Um, and they did like actually like, you know, Unlike a lot of women's matches, which they like, they'll set up a spot on the ropes and then they won't necessarily do it or they'll counter it or whatever, you know. They actually did it here, which is good, you know. I like to see that a little, yeah. bit, a little bit, a little bit of a variety. But anyway, what I was thinking while I was watching this match, Charlie, I was like, Jamie Hader, Jamie Hader's on this like legendary run right now, like you said. But also, like our last four women's champs have all been insane. Like we had Britt Baker, and yes. we went straight into J or sorry, went straight into Thunder Rosa, who had like match after match after match that were just great. Even though they didn't have a lot of great stories, and to be frank, neither did Tony or has Jamie so far. But whatever, you know, it's relevant. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I guess they've had one, right? But it's kind of on the yeah, back Jamie's, burner. Jamie has some hope in an overarching story right now. Yeah, right now it's just it. taking too long to get anywhere. That's the only problem yeah. with this with the outcast thing. The outcasts need to move on, and so does Jamie, and then they're just happy yet. So we'll get there. Probably after double or nothing. It's one of those things that Tony constantly does where he can't let the feud actually continue because it's gotta go for like twelve weeks, you know? Anyway. Um which is not good long-term storytelling, by the way, in case anyone was wondering. Good long-term storytelling would be planning it out that 12 weeks instead of just not doing something for nine, you know? Anyway. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, and then you went straight from uh, Thunder Rosa into Tony and into Jamie Hayter. And it's just match quality-wise, they've all been insane, even though there hasn't been a whole lot of story. But, I mean, whatever. Um, it was a really good uh, near, near fall on the Meteora. Um, 
And uh, they did an incredible camera angle for that too, where it was just, I forget what it was, but I remember uh, I noticed it. I was like, holy shit, they just did a really cool thing with the camera there. Um, I don't remember what it was, but because it's been a while ago that I watched this, but um, I just remember that every now and then we praise the camera people, you know, because it seems like they were starting to slowly figure out their vision for what this show looks like. Um, and it doesn't look as bland when they do that. So that's good. And I also like the two haterades thing puts Rio over a little bit, you know? Agreed. I, I think this is now their third singles match in AEW. I think this is the best one for sure. In my oh yeah. Opinion, I, so. Agreed. It's kind of crazy. Already. Do you think Rio will be the first two time champ? <laughs> um, I, I feel like it's what they keep trying to say, but maybe, maybe not her. Uh, if I had to put money on it, I'm, I'm, I don't know how we get there. I'm still thinking Britt Baker. She, she to me seems like she's always going to be in this top title scene. And, you know, so uh, I guess we'll see, right? But that, that's where my guess goes. But it might be Jamie Hayter, and we'll get into that. In a I got to ask you something, Charlie. They don't use Britt Baker that much when she's not in the title scene. Does Britt Baker need a title to be over in that way? She needs to not be hurt. Uh, I know that's hurting her now. Uh, whether that's, you know, how long it's been going on, I don't know. But... We need her to, uh, it's her back. So we need to, her and Thunder Rosa, it's kind of crazy that, you know, they were our, literally our, our well, I mean, not to use the metaphor, overuse the metaphor here, but quite literally the two of them were the entire division for a long time. Yeah. And then they both have, now they both have serious back injuries and yeah, I guess we're just going to see how that goes. Right. But, um, yeah, uh, we will be talking about Jamie Hayter a little bit later and maybe she's the first two time champ. So. We'll jump into that. That would be minute. cool. But um, what was uh, God, we we technically had three shows you could pick from this week with Battle of the Belts. What was what was uh, your favorite this week? What what do you got for us? Yeah, uh, I Charlie, they the rubber chicken just needs the story to be finished, obviously. But of course, you, you're never gonna finish the rubber chicken story. But um, you know who did finish the story this week? As our boys not- FTR. No. <laughs> It was not Cody. You're correct. It was not Cody. He did not finish the story. <laughs> um, but the FTR, they definitely, they definitely did. The guns story is finished. No, anyway. Um, that being said, though, it was uh, guns versus FTR for the AW World Tag Team Championships versus the AW careers of FTR. Um, and was this new entrance music for the guns? I could not figure that yes, out. Yes, Fifty okay. Cent, Many Men. Uh, I, I don't know if they'll keep that be kind of cool if they did the music did. rights on that have to be expensive as fuck but my god did they feel like a big time team with yeah. that entrance they looked dope coming out with the titles shout out righteous reg's reaction it is an instant classic in my eyes his reaction to this music because he hates the guns but loves 50 cents so <laughs> so i was kind of dreading this match all week because in my head they were losing and they were leaving but yeah. by the time we got to this match I wasn't really that – I didn't feel that way about it because I was like, if they lose here, it doesn't make any sense, and they've just failed every test of the company being viable. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, I would have been really upset <clears throat> if they lost this. It would have been a funny reasons. meme, though. Everybody loses in the week that they shouldn't. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, – Oh, shit. That's pretty good. They did some good stuff. There was, like, an upkick rebound into an inside cradle spot, which is, like, just insane. Like, giga-brained wrestling that I'm just like, oh, okay. Sure, you know? Um, they also sold their asses off. They built up the drama really well in this match. And, uh, then they kicked out of the uh, guns using the belts. I actually thought they were retaining when they used the belts to, to hit, uh, I think it was they Dax. They tried so many things to cheat with and it was, 
I, I thought it was neat. Yeah. Yeah. They, that's how the drama was built in this match. Every they they all everyone in the building knew how much they didn't want the guns to retain, so they teased it as much as they possibly could. <laughs> oh, I fucking love wrestling. I mean, you know, Dax planning this match was having so much fun. Like, dude, you guys got to like, everything. you got to do this. And we got to give we him like a 2.99 here. And we got, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to cheat with everything. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just a really good, it wasn't like a spectacular match or anything, but the right result came out of it. Um, they didn't lose when uh, the entire company was behind them winning. Um, like some people do. Um, and <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so FTR, pick up the uh, AEW World Tag Team Championships uh, here, Charlie, and just your thoughts on the match and them winning the titles. I, I thought the match was, you know, they, they had a match in mind, and they went out there and fucking executed it. This wasn't by, like, because here's the thing. We all know it. I mean, the guns aren't, like, going to get in there and be te- technical fucking wizards. So they worked they worked into the gun style, and... I'm not kidding you. I the guns entrance and everything, the way it was shot, that was beautiful. They actually felt like I, I don't even. It sounds crazy to say they felt like bigger stars, but I mean, they really did in a way. It was. Yeah, really I think we neat. can argue. I think even though we didn't like the title ring, this title ring absolutely elevated the guns by a lot. Oh God, yeah, they're they're former AEW tag team champions in you know one of the most prestigious tag divisions, especially going right now. Um, New Japan's back on fire, but other than that, I mean. And finally, we got uh, WWE with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They're also cooking now. So it's nice to see that uh, tag team wrestling is really good right now. And the fact that they're champions during it, they got to feel good. Like you just said, their careers are going to be forever elevated from this. They're former tag champs, you know. Um, yeah, I just – I loved the way they did this match. To me, this is, this is a match that uh, I just thoroughly enjoyed the cheating shit. Because once we know that they win, you can look back on it. Because if they would have won by cheating, you know, cracking Dax over, or cracking Cash over the head with the belt, it would have felt bad. It's like, damn, we just lost our guys like this. Like, GG, you know. But we didn't. And, you know, hey, it worked GG, out. guns, guns. Guns, guns. So, yeah, uh, I guess we technically, because uh, this is what we do after title reigns, we got to talk about the guns run. So they were 56-day tag team champions. That is the – not the shortest. It's the second shortest, uh, the shortest being the four-week Young Buck reign we had last year. And then the nine-week FTR reign, they just were under that. So 56 days, um, nothing to be upset about. And so their matches. They, they win it off the acclaimed, which I think was one of the more shocking results we've, we've covered here. I mean, I that was insane when that happened. Because uh, no one thought they were fucking taking it off the acclaimed. Especially then. But they clearly had this story in mind. And I actually didn't even have that in the news. But, you know, Dax. Uh, wh- wh- what was the... Oh, God, I sent it to you earlier, too. So, basically, WWE actually reached out to gauge interest in FTR. Once the... Uh, once their contracts... Like, once they kind of realized what the contract deal was. And apparently FTR's lawyers hit back to them saying, yeah, these guys, they've already signed long-term deals to uh, AEW. And then I guess they, WWE fucking, they go on to say, like, WWE sources leaked it and shit. And, you know, that's a whole bunch of drama you can get into somewhere else. But, so it sounds like they've been locked down Which for a Which is weird because time. I don't remember hearing that they'd signed contracts ever. Like, 
Yeah, and so clearly PW Insider didn't leak it out that well. Um, but so they've had contracts for a while, and you know I think the story was in plan for a while, and Dax working is doing the the work shoot angle, if you will. <laughs> some people bought into it, some didn't. Uh, his podcast I think really helped him sell it. All in all, I think we can both safely say here we're very happy. FTR is locked down in AEW. Dax has already said they signed multi-year deals. They love the schedule, which is something we talked about when even like talking about this being an option. Like they got to love this schedule. Like, (laughs) so yeah. And maybe we'll see them face Aussie open. Maybe we'll see that again, but yeah, that'll, uh, that's, it is weird. They are doing live events now, but also it's still not really changing how their schedule works, which is a little weird because that's like the whole the whole thing about so the live events is the money it makes, or was the money that it makes, right, for the gates or whatever. So, yeah, and it sounds like they're going to do them only on Saturdays. So, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I, we'll see how it works. Yeah, working oh, two I shows a week. I feel like most wrestlers could pull that off. You know what I mean? Even if you're on yeah. rampage, also somehow, you know. So, AW Revolution, the Guns defeated the Acclaimed. Danhausen and Orange Cassidy, Jeff Jeff Lair, Jeff Lair, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal in a pretty goddamn fun match for a match I wasn't like that excited about. And then the Guns defeated Top Flight three weeks ago on Dynamite, which I can't even remember that match, so I don't think it was too special. But uh, yeah. Um, any other notes on their title reign? And I guess we're kind of both just glad that it's over right now. Yeah, I mean, we, we're FTR fans here. We They're one of the GOATs and could be the GOAT for all you fucking when it's all said and done. So, and... It fucking yeah, better be. Our, uh, it was our tag team of the year last year. So, needless to say, we're pretty happy about this. <laughs> all right, we got some news. Um, we're, We'll get into some results here, including uh, our awaits this week, Sakura Genesis, which we actually watched together. That was fun. Nick Wayne, we got the date. Uh, he just beat Swerve Strickland at Defy Wrestling for the Defy title. He's a Defy World Champion right now. Which, if you guys don't know, I believe it's a promotion in Seattle. Nick Wayne will make his AEW debut on July twelfth, AEW Dynamite, after his eighteenth birthday. It's merely. I mean, days there's after. there's one guy you debut him against, right? His opponent is Swerve Strickland. Oh, okay, never mind then. I was gonna say yep. Danielson. Fuck. Oh no no yeah, it's Swerve Strickland. So no, I guess you got to build up to that match, huh? That's gonna be pretty fucking cool. We have the debut. We have the day. Yeah, we so do. Nick and Wayne, the opponent. This is cool. This is neat. This is uh, one we've been following for a while. I've been like waiting, and I'm like, I, because I saw one match with the guy, and I was like, shit, this guy's pretty good. You know, two of these like younger wrestling prodigies that have kind of been making their ways through Billy Starks and Nick Wayne. Billy's already here. You know, she's not signed to a deal, but she's wrestled a shitload in AEW. Including a match. They're both literally in the same situation. They just, they can't sign deals, I think, because they both have, like, high school to go to. (laughs) Like, I mean, I guess Nick Wayne's technically already signed, but you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) some of the newer news that just came out. Imagine uh, going to high school and then going to, like, GCW on the weekend. You know what I mean? It'd be so fucking cool. As a wrestler. It's gotta be cool. Yeah, I just wrestled the champ. (laughs) I just became world champion in fucking Noah, you know? Like, I went to Japan last week. They flew me out there, you know, like. So New Japan has been updating their Capital Collision cards for, I believe it's next weekend in Philly. Uh, Eddie Kingston has been pulled for injury, so we've got to follow that, by the way. Uh, Orange Cassidy is taking his spot, so Orange Cassidy is wrestling in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Hell yeah. We need him <laughs> versus fucking, what's That's the guy? That's fucking awesome. 
the comedy guy over there. <laughs> Toriano. We need that match. <laughs> Send it. But they've announced a four-man tournament for Kenny Omega's IWGP US Heavyweight Championship. Okay, here we go. It's a four-man tournament. Uh, the number one contender will be decided at Dominion. So prior, some people thought this meant Kenny's wrestling at Dominion. It does not. Uh, D- Dominion will be the number one contender match, and they'll most likely face Kenny at Forbidden Door. That date, of course, is not announced, but that is the next date up that makes the most sense. Participants, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Will Ospreay, Lance Archer, Juice Robinson. Lance and Juice fight next weekend, and Hiroshi and Will Ospreay fight the in May 21st. I think it's safe to say we kind of – this is going to end up being Osprey kenny too, right? So that's going to be fucking awesome. And yeah. Yeah, I mean that uh, should be really fun. The tournament, the little mini tournament should be fun too. Yeah, right? So keep an eye out for that. That's that's pretty – that's some hot off the press news there. So um, another thing that kind of slid into our stuff before – God, when was this? April 7th. So before Rampage, I believe. Sky Blue is officially all elite. She got the graphic. She's been appearing on AEW television since 2021. Some great news for Easter weekend. One of AEW's rising homegrown stars at Sky Blue is officially all elite. So this this is something. It's insane to me. This is not already a thing. I think that was the general opinion I saw on Twitter. Everyone assumed she was signed because of how frequently they used her. But nope. So... But she's officially locked into the All Elite contract. I wonder if she's we'll see a couple more signings in the in the near future. Because, like, I wonder if, like, Sky Blue was getting annoyed because, like, Taya Valkyrie and other people were getting signed. And she's just sitting here like, I work more than these people do. What do you, like, why are you not? I guess, yeah, that all depends on the mindset of the wrestler. I, I don't know. But, well, I'm not uh, saying, like, she went to Tony like that. I don't think she has this. <laughs> I mean, especially I mean, not being signed. I don't think you have the clout to do that. There are some people that wrestle a lot that weren't never got the graphic right so yeah she got the graphic it makes you question some of the people we think are signed you know what i mean like that aren't probably not you know like the safest bet is if they're not on the roster which most recently which doesn't get updated so that's the one that everyone pointed out was julia hart wasn't um and then she was so she was just kind of thrown on there and everyone's like oh okay good to know julia hart's in gotcha so sky blue is officially on the roster she's locked in and yeah good for her i mean again i most hope she got a good like, i hope she didn't just get like a poop tier deal i hope they gave her like a legit contract like yeah i'm guessing she's yeah hopefully she's uh been there for a little bit so yeah like i said most people probably already thought she was signed um according to her, uh aw has hired a former longtime wwe employee according to a report from pw insider adam hopkins is now working for tony khan's promotion um what is his job? He was the former VP of communications for uh, WWE. He was there from 1997. God, does this company need that ever? He was there from 97 to February 2022. He departed in January for undisclosed reasons. And yeah, um, Meltzer wrote when he was gone. He said, sorry to see Adam Hopkins, the VP of communications for WWE. No longer with the company. Aside from one period where he was let go and brought back, he's been there for 25 years. was always a pleasure to deal with. Big E responded. Um, he said, a true professional and a great human. Really going to miss a hop. But it sounds like he's an AEW now. So that's cool. And like you just said, my God, does this company fucking need that? <laughs> we love the company, but can't help but point that shit out sometimes. 
I mean, even John Moxley pointed it out in his recent interview on on the sessions, like that people people don't know shit sometimes, you know, like it's just unfortunately the way things are done at AEW at this point, you know, like yeah, so. you can't get into contact with Tony. Hopefully, this means you can now, you know. Um, what else do we got here? Uh, I did mention the Orange Cassidy thing. He is, re- he is, uh, replacing Eddie for Gate. He's going to be wrestling Gabriel Kidd. Who's someone that's been kind of rising up the ranks a little bit there in uh, New Japan. So, New Japan strong, I should say. New Japan, All Japan, and Noah have teased an April 12th announcement, and everyone's kind of speculating. It's a show where they all work together, which they haven't done since 2011, which I think is awesome because... You know, why not all work together? You know, they, uh, New Japan worked with Noah for a joint Wrestle Kingdom event and the Great Muda's retirement show. All Japan and New Japan had, you know, representation at that event. So, which technically was a Noah event. So, yeah, why not everyone work together, have a good time, you know? Fuck it. Send it in, right? Absolutely. And... Okay, I saved the results for last. So let's let's hit Sakura Genesis real quick because we actually watched this one together. I'm not going to talk about the opening matches because, well, it's New Japan, you know, big show opening matches. It's just a random amalgamation of tags. The only thing I'll mention, the Bullet Club tag happened and they ended up turning on El Fantasmo and kicked him out of the Bullet Club. So David Finley's officially the, the leader in Japan. But, you know, what a week for him to get kicked out because... Seems like we're forming an American Bullet Club, especially in AEW. Bullet Club versus Bullet Club at Forbidden Door. Seems like easy money. But ELP is so over. He's such a good baby face. And yeah, if he's wrestling in AEW, that's a great sign. Uh, they announced the G1 Climax 2023. It runs from July 15th to August 13th. And the way they did the bracket, a lot of people Hey, hear me out. What if Phantasmo goes and joins Chris Bay and Ace Austin in, in Impact? It would be cool for him. Yeah. They're fucking running shit in Impact, so. Okay. Like, imagine him going after X Division, going after the world title. That'd be pretty good. It'd be a good world champion since you don't have the, since you don't have your boy, you know. Yeah. Our first championship, the IWGP Women's Championship match. We have Mercedes Monet defeat Hazuki and Azumi. This was fucking fast paced. This was this was fun, right? So. Yeah, no, actually, thought... actually, she got carried. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, what did you think of this? And uh, this is my first time seeing Hazuki wrestle, and I'm I got the hype. She looked really good. She's been putting on some great stuff, especially this year. And yeah, I was in. So yeah, what did you think? Oh uh, yeah, I don't think it was match of the night, but it was really good. It was uh, yeah. really fun. I think um, it it makes me feel good knowing that they're not just getting like ten minutes on the show. Like they're actually getting time. They're allowed to like have these different kinds of matches you know what i mean like that i don't think that you could have in like the wwe or even maybe even in AEW some weeks you know like because well they're not everything's as big of a deal so not that not not oh, let me rephrase that not every week of AEW is like the most great crazy wrestling of all time you know what i mean like some weeks they just have regular wrestling weeks you know um yeah exactly whereas like on a pay-per-view in new japan it's always like everyone going balls to the wall you know so like uh, it was nice to see the three of them actually go out there and do something different than the rest of the show, which was really cool because they had a completely different style, even though it was still in that New Japan sort of style. You know what I mean? 
uh, it was still unique in what in what they were able to uh, to do in this show. Or sorry, with, with regard to what the match like felt like, because you know you had your your big crowning moment later in the show. You had another similar moment in the match prior, or maybe it was two matches prior. The point is, like you had a couple of big moments coming later in the show, but you also had this sort of statement match that this IWGP Women's Championship isn't going to be just a women's championship to stick on new japan shows it's actually going to be an important world title over there you know and talk about making it more important i mean even even more so at the end of it mayu iwatani walked to the ring challenges monet and dude uh Mayu iwatani is one of the we're just going it's off, funny like, it's like i hadn't heard of this girl and then two weeks ago all of a sudden everybody knew who she was and she's like the hottest thing in yeah, japan she is the hottest or the highest rated wrestler in all of cage match that is active wrestlers like the only people above her are like fucking kobashi like it's insane she is the highest rated active wrestler so clearly she's got some fans and she kicks ass in the ring so um that'd be cool to follow did we find kendra kobashi no i'm just kidding <laughs> New Japan World Television Championship, which has been fucking so phenomenal to follow. Zack Sabre Jr., Shota Umino. They, the crowd was getting rampant for this one. I mean, there was they thought Shota was winning this for a little bit. He ended so up did not. I. And Zack Sabre Jr. does it again. I mean, my God. You know? It's like a con- every match with, Z- with ZSJ is like a conversation with him in the audience. Am I going to drop this here? Nah. Nah. <laughs> So he he is loving this fucking title. You can just tell. But uh, yeah, and IWGP Tag Team Championship match: Aussie Open defeat Bishamon. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie are your champions. Boy, I mean, boy. wow. Um, that's so cool. You know that they're champions. Shout they out to guys. my Australians. Uh, hopefully Kyle Fletcher's okay. <laughs> Let me just start off by saying this. They Bro, were we, literally... we were watching this match, and we were really enjoying it, and then, like, 30 seconds in, the guy got hurt. <laughs> They're just getting out of the opening, like, stage of the match, and he cracks his head open. So, he wrestles the match in a headband. I'm, like, worried he's concussed. There. I'm, like, hey, what's going on? Uh, they ended up pulling, awesome, pulling off an awesome match. One of the best tag matches of the year. It kicked ass. Bishamon's reign. These were good champions. These Short, the that but, defeated FTR. but just great, you know? Yep, and my God, I we got to get a rematch with them and FTR again, right? So that's going to be fucking awesome. Hey, man, you can do it at Forbidden Door for the AW Tag Titles. Yeah, that, that, that is always open. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, Hiromu Takahashi defeats Robbie Eagles. I thought this match was worlds better than the Leo Rush match. Um, No, wait, wait, I'm getting that mixed up. I was thinking of the Leo Rush and Kushida match. I liked Leo Rush and Takahashi. I thought it was a really good match. And I thought this was uh, – the, the moment of this match for me was uh, something you and I were – we actually watched the show together live. I don't know if I mentioned that. I might have. And we were saying, holy shit, Takahashi's selling on this fucking he – was, he was in a submission. And the way he looked like he was about to tap out every time. I'm like, this guy is so good at selling. Like, I believe that he's about to There was to die. one submission toward the <laughs> end of the match that Eagles had him locked in. And he was screaming his head off. You you buy that he's, like, about to tap out. 
so good. The main event. Sonata finishes the story. Sonata defeats Kazuchika Okada to win the IWGP World Heavyweight title. Just five guys. And one of those guys is the guy. He's the World Heavyweight Champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I I think this is awesome. You know what, dude? This felt like to me... Do you know the ending of that Kobashi versus Kawada match where they put Kawada up on the shoulders and they give him the Triple Crown Championship and everybody freaks out <laughs> because he'd won the tournament and then won his way up the... Like, this felt like... It's not as big of a deal as that, obviously. It felt like it was that big of a deal, though. And in terms of making a new star and putting them over, like, I think it's kind of a similar idea here, you know? Yeah. I mean, they put him over. They put him over. And I thought this was a good match. And the way he won it was such a feel-good win. I mean, come on. That was so nice. But Sonata has done it. He is king of the world. Is Sonata going to be world champion when Forbidden Door comes? Because that is something I'm I mean, really that's a big enough star right there, I think, to go into the show with. Because you can already have Tanahashi and Okada wrestle other stuff. You, you know? can have them continue as a tag. You could have them be tag champions as they walk in. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, they are going for those New Japan Strong titles pretty soon here. So, uh, keep an eye on that. But, yeah, that's it for Sakura Genesis. Uh, We want to talk about that this week. Just felt like it was a a really good show and worth talking about. Plus, I feel like... Sometimes the New Japan shows hit. Sometimes they don't. Like, we covered Battle of the Valley because it had some people on it we really wanted to cover. But, like, also, like... They sometimes they just hit like sometimes you like this. We started watching the show at like what four in the morning. Like it, it was like we were we were locked in for this show when it started. Like definitely just one of the best New Japan shows I've seen in some time. It felt really good. Okay, we had Ring of Honor Honor Club episode, I believe, like six. I wish the Honor Club. Honor Club. We open up. Our new ROH Tag Team Champions, the Lucha Brothers, and Mark Briscoe defeat the Workhorsemen and Shane Taylor. You and I both like the combo, the Workhorsemen and Shane Taylor. Yeah, I mean, if that's a little faction, him, J.D. Griffey, and and those two, dude, that's a hell of a faction right there. Yeah, it really is. If that's your new Shane Taylor promotions, bro, I'm in. Yeah, count me the fuck in, 100%. ROH pure title match. Katsuyori Shibata defeated Christopher Danos to retain. This is perfectly fine. Um, again, I, I just, you know, it was a good match. Shibata's on fucking Ring Yeah, literally, like, TV. it's the best Daniels you know? match. A, a while ago, I was like, I don't think Daniels is going to have any great matches after post the Danielson match that he had on Dynamite. Fuck me, I was so wrong. Like, this was great. <laughs> like, Yeah, exactly. It was fucking awesome. So, yeah, that was nice. That was nice. That was nice. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. ROH six-man tag team champion Brian Cage defeated Ortiz. Nice to see Ortiz there, yeah? Optimus Prime versus uh Ortiz. Ortiz. Yeah. Optimus Prime, god damn it. Jay Lethal <laughs> defeated Darius Martin. Pretty decent match. Um, the best part was, uh, it looked like... Matt Taven and Bennett came out there and they ended up wearing Satnam Singh's overcoat. It was pretty funny. (laughs) We talk about the 2015-2014 NXT vibes or whatever the hell we always talk about. That's like what I... This is the kind of shit like Gargano and Champa used to do. Like after random shit that they'd be involved with. They'd be like, oh, look at Jack and Giant Jacket. We're going to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
Faxion and Gobernable defeated the Infantry. They are undefeated in uh, tag team matches in Ring of Honor so far, outside of the ladder match, which they didn't mention. On commentary, they just kind of made it seem like they're only counting, you know, the heads-up tag matches. So, good for them. Okay. So, I think that's them trying to tell us something, too. Daniel Garcia defeated Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. I think this was unexpectedly a great match for a lot of people. Yeah. Tracy Williams is, is... Really kicking it in ROH right now. Oh, yeah. Hot Sauce. Willow Nightingale defeated Notorious Mimi. And Mimi's someone we were really liking during uh, her little run in... She was one of those ones that got signed by NXT that I was like, how the fuck did you let this one slip through your fingers? They were clearly watching, and they just snagged her. What the hell? And it just never worked out there. Now she's back, and I hope she's a part of Ring of Honor going forward. The biggest thing I'm going to mention from this match... Those motherfuckers are in commentary. Put over the pounce. Oh, hell. Their yeah. reaction to that pounce was And Caprice, awesome. when during Willow's intro, bro, he, if he does that a lot, as long as it's different, like enough every time, like, hey, I'm, I, I get behind that. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. I also pounce. think Nigel's slowly working his way into the commentary team. And I think hopefully that if that works the way that I think it will, that it'll be the best commentary team pretty soon. I mean, Nigel's so good, you know? Right? So. Um, the righteous defeated even Stevens. It was Steven Azura and Steven Somerset. Uh, yeah, the righteous, you know, they're supposed to be in the Wyatt family by now. They were part of the Wyatt six and it didn't work. So now they're here and picking up. Yeah, I, I think the righteous could be one of the most overacts in this current version of ring of honor, especially with that like banger ass theme, bro. I'm sorry. It's good. It's great for the gimmick. You know what I mean? Like, and there's something there. What's the dude's name that snaps? That guy is like he's got an energy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Vincent's super loaded with the tattoos, and Dutch kind of has the glasses, and he's yeah, he's getting the all the white suit. So. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. The guy, the the tatted dude with like the dreads and stuff. Like that dude, yeah, he's Vincent. got like a certain aura about him. He's like, I like, I like that. I, I mean, they they could do like something he cool fit with in this. That Y family, I'll give him that. <laughs> oh yeah, that he'd fit. The other guy would fit too. Even honestly, like yeah, you know, especially if he just kept it, like a similar thing, but. I, I, I'm curious to see, because obviously I'm assuming there was like just creative differences or something. I, can, I can't imagine why, if they're in this kind of gimmick already, and that's kind of what he was maybe going for. Yeah, just, just never, uh, you know. Could be, I honestly, didn't... Charlie, and this is something I'm starting to wonder, because you know how he's been doing that whole thing where he's like, I'm being me, I'm not being Bray Wyatt, I'm being, you know, I'm being Wyndham, basically, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wonder if that's why it went a different direction, because he just didn't want to do that again. It's he something we can kind of touch on you know? with Jay White, too, because you know, I didn't really put it in the news, but. WWE is in an unofficial hiring freeze right now, and it's been going on since January, it said. So there was so, never a chance of Jay White then? Well, it sounds like they left Jay White on red. <laughs> Literally, is kind of the way it was described from Fightful this week. Uh, you know, if you were to sum it up. I, but I they, think that's insane. If they they showed that. interest in him. Okay, at least they said something back. Just you know never I mean? like, really got the timing together. And he locked it in with AEW, and now he's here. And we'll get into that in a second. I mean, that's fucking huge. Oh, yeah, massive. And it sounds like Dutch and Vincent might have been a part of that because they were seen at NXT. They were seen at SmackDown. I mean, it was going to happen. It was – there's stories if you guys want more information on that. I mean, it's all out there, and it just fell through. But now they're here, and I'm interested in them based on their gimmicks here alone. And – this ROH tag division is developing a brand of its own, and it's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, it should be really cool. Takeshita defeats Tony Nese. Pretty fun match. He got the entrance. All the boys were out there. 
Was it on this show they addressed Davari, why he's a part of the varsity athletes? Uh, it was as a well? previous show, I think, but Maybe I'm, not, I'm not sure. The whole, the whole point, the point was, uh, he, uh, Mark, Mark Sterling got mad and said, "Yeah, we're just one giant faction." And I was like, "Okay, that's kind of what yeah. I figured anyway." You know? He's gonna run the Trustbusters and he's gonna run this over here. It's his own thing, which yep. you can do. You yep. don't have to be glued into something, right? You can almost make the argument. It's like the Trustbusters. Trust fund is what's funding the varsity athletes team. You know what I mean? I would, I'd actually like that idea. I don't and think they'll ever opinion. say that, but that's how you can think about it. It's like how, um, uh, before LFI became LFI, how Andrade's faction, what was I called before? Party family office. Yeah. Like the HFOs, which became the, a- the AFOs, like how yep. that was like two separate groups that were, he was funding them. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, um, in my opinion, the best match of the night and, would be my women's wrestler of the year right now. Athena picks up an awesome match in the main event here to, to defeat Miyu Yamashita. Holy shit, this was awesome. Yeah, this was fun. Yamashita Miyu, has been... My Yamashita hits hard, bro. God damn. Yeah, and, and while she's been back on... An, you know, she's been in America recently again. We covered that when she was coming over uh, about a month ago. We said, yeah, she's on her way back. And she's crushed it every step of the way. Uh, WrestleMania weekend, she was at, she was all over the place. She's been in Ring of Honor. She's been on AEW. She is awesome. And this match kicked fucking ass. If there was one match I could recommend from this show, it'd be this one for sure. Absolutely. I think um, Athena could easily stay Ring of Honor champion this entire year, and I would not be against that. How great is she as champion? She's really good. It's it's like we talked about this and she recently talked about in I forget some kind of interview she did where she was like for a while there I was kind of concerned that I was going to fall back into the same, you know, um, yes, I believe this was on the sessions. Yeah, yeah. OK, oh, I'll have to yeah. listen to that thing because it may, it may not have come out yet, but when it comes out, I'll have to listen to that um, where she like almost had like this fear. It might have been a while back. I might have actually seen this interview, but basically like WWE PTSD is the words she used. Um yeah. Because that she would come here and go to catering and not wrestle at all. Yes, and then she'd not ever have any way to communicate with anybody. And while it's difficult to get, she didn't deny that it's difficult to get into communication with people in AEW and Ring of Honor, right? But if she shows up, Tony will have something for her, and that is yep. what's huge. It doesn't matter if it's Dark Elevation Rampage. She might not be in Dynamite that week, but she's gonna have he's gonna have something for her to do if she wants to do something, which. Good on Tony Khan for always having a spot for people if they want it. You know what I mean? Like, I gotta love it. I, you know those random matches that get tacked onto the end of Dynamite or random darks and stuff like I bet those are those matches where they're like, hey, I don't have anything this week. I know you probably already planned everything out, but is there a show I can make it on to? Because sometimes when you get a random star. paid the local talent. So they're like, yeah, fuck it. All right, here you go. Yeah, here, here's it. Hey, we, rest- we got a random wrestler we didn't use. Go ahead and go have five minutes. You know what I mean? Go have 10 minutes. You know what I mean? It's like when I'm sure they shot that little tag angle with her Diamante. They're like, you know what? Let's let's do a little something with you guys. Let's uh, get you rolling. Yeah, and she, you I- know, eventually absolutely. turned on her, beat her ass, and mm-hmm. sent her out the door. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, that's that's all we got for news this week. Uh, we, had a, we had a hefty load, you could say. And we didn't talk hey, about yo. Wembley. We'll talk about that. We could have talked about Wembley here. We'll talk about it during. You, you can't be second. throwing the hefty load after the Athena match, bro. Uh, hefty, steamy load. No, uh, hey, uh, yo, double down on it. Um, no, but uh, you take care of uh, AW Dark Elevation episode one hundred nine. Are we almost to one ten already? God damn! Holy shit. All right. Well, you know what? We're almost coming up on Charlie. It's coming soon. The AW Dark two hundred. 
that better be a big show. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's see. It's uh, 10 episodes away. So, like, next month or something like that. No, two months from now. We need Will Ospreay on that show. I, it, Im- impossible. All right. Um, So, the first thing to note on this episode of Dark Elevation, episode number 109, is that Tony Giovanni was uh, subbing in for Paul White here. <clears throat> we opened up the show with Action Andretti. Andretti. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> imagine. Uh we're, uh, we're taking on Nick Camarado, who I was literally asking like two weeks ago, like, where is this guy? Then he was on last week and he's on this week. So I guess Camarado exists. All right. Um, Andretti got his stuff in. Uh, Nicky Boy did got, got a little bit in too. Uh, I'm not sure what to do with him right now, but he won with the, co- uh, I should say he, to- pronoun boy. Action Andretti picked up the win with a Kaze Dora pin combination. We had Sky Blue taking on a Helica Risk. Uh, it's pretty quick. Um, she picked up the win with the Flatliner slash the Skyfall, depending on what show it's on. And uh, I, you know, it was fine. It was pretty quick. Uh, speaking of pretty quick, we had a Gates of Agony take it on uh, a couple of jobbers uh, with Prince Nana at their side. I'm still interested to see what those two specifically do. I do not give one shit about Brian Cage, but these two, I could get behind. Um, they get all the bit of offense in, they pick up the win. Uh, Julia Hart got a match before her Rampage match this week with Anna Jay, um, which was, was it on Rampage? Oh, sorry, it might have been on Dynamite. Whichever match, wherever she had her match with Di- with Anna Jay. Yeah, Rampage um, main event. Ah, of course. I knew, okay, that was right the first time. Anyway, uh, the jobbers started a House of Black chant for some reason. Not sure what yeah, that was about. Was, she was in the, uh, like the cheerleader gear. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Maybe, maybe she knew her. I don't know. Anyway, um... And then uh, she locked in the Heartless and uh, held on to it. GG. All right. Uh, Drip Sabian with Penelope Ford took on Leon Ruffin. Um, Kip showed off the athleticism. Athleticism? The athleticism. The athleticism. Um, he did some body part manipulation, which I always like to see. Ruffin, Ruffin hit his rope, ma- rope matrix moves uh, and uh, got some stuff in. Um, they both looked good here, and I thought this was not a bad match for, for Dark Elevation. Um. <clears throat> and we had Lance Archer with Jake the Snake Roberts uh, taking on a guy with some fucked ass hair, Charlie. God damn, what was up with this motherfucker's hair? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. This this man's hair was stronger than Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. Dude. It was it's true though. Yeah. Hair hair game was stronger. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so uh Jake the Snake threw a little clothesline in there. You know, like made the crowd pop, so hey, why not? Uh, Big Squisher City happened, and then uh, guy had three gimmicks on, three shirt gimmicks, three three gimmick shirts on, that he, so he wouldn't get chopped and hurt. So that was fun. He ripped all three shirts off and then chopped them anyway. Um, and then he just beat the piss out of him, and he picked up the win. I think probably with the, uh, with the uh, what is it called? The uh, fuck, I don't even know the, that uh, like jackknife powerbomb thing he does or whatever. But whatever, anyway, yeah. he fi- he finished him. He picked up the win. And then there was an AEW tag team eliminator match for the guns. Uh, they took on the infantry. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you, Charlie, I was bored to tears by this match. It's literally what I wrote in my notes. Um, I'm not even joking. I was so bored that a tear ran down my right cheek. It's not even a joke. It's real. <laughs> I'm not being a dick. I genuinely was so bored by the end of the show. That that's how it ended for me. So, And I was all ready for wrestling this week. It was post-WrestleMania. I was ready for some good stuff. And I was bored as hell. So... Uh, they picked up the win with the 310 of Yuma. Uh, Carly Bravo had a good hot tag. I like all four people involved, but yeah, it's not it's not hitting for me. And that, with that, Charlie, that takes us to AEW Dark 190. Yeah, 190. We had, uh, we had some good stars here on the show. 
We opened up AR Fox, defeated Peter Avalon. Pretty quick uh, encounter. Again, just kind of keeping AR Fox in tune, you know. Then he hit a 450 from the moon. And really got a necessary storyline for him right now, but we're, we're, we're cycling him in. Willie Mack, who there's been some debate this week. Um, Excalibur announced him as one of the newest members. He hasn't gotten the graphic yet. He denied it. Don't know what's going on with that. I guess we'll figure that out. But Willie Mack defeated Serpentico in a pretty lengthy match against Serpentico. A little surprising considering he has the most losses in the history of AEW that, you know, this this big giant we're trying to get over. Uh, he went this length. I guess it doesn't, you know, there's there's multiple ways of looking at that. So I've talked about this before. I don't know what it is with Willie Mack. I don't Maybe he just doesn't want to sign with the company for some reason, but, like, he just does not seem like they're using him in a way that makes sense for somebody who they want to be a star. Like, Yeah, and I would have thought he would have been Swerve's new guy, and he was not, which we'll jump into that <laughs> a little bit later. <laughs> but I was, I was on Team Willie Mack, especially when that Excalibur thing came out. I'm like, okay. You, you want someone big that can wrestle with you? Oh, okay. It went another way, but we'll jump into that. Layla Gray defeated Amira. Again, Layla Gray has been picking up victories. She's getting the reps in. Gotta, you know, gotta tip it. Varsity athletes, Tony Nese and Ari Davari defeated Jay Lucas and Terry Yaki. Lee Moriarty defeated Invictus Cash in 329. A little surprised by that one. I... You know, when this match happened, I was like, okay, here we go. We're going to get some time. And he kind of whooped his ass pretty quick. Evil Uno, uh, Cesar Bononi, he defeated him pretty quickly. And then our – that was – honestly, I, that was a rough match. Uno's still pissed at the universe for losing to John Moxley. Yeah, I, I didn't like this match. Um, let's get some Uno and Stu tag reps on the next uh, Dark Tapings instead. I'd prefer that much more. And then our main event – Tony Storm defeated Kiera Hogan in a pretty decent match. Uh, they let it get a little bit of time. It felt like the longest match on the show. I'd have to double check that. This wasn't a long dark by any means, which I was okay with after all the wrestling we had this week. And uh, yeah, um, Tony Storm picking up a victory. She makes every she lets her opponents get their shit in, and she sells it like a million bucks nearly every time. So I thought she did good. Storm zero pile driver for the win, and. Yeah. All I'll say about this match, when Tony Storm came out, she looked like she was ready to murder somebody. She did have that look. I liked it. I liked that look. Okay, so we got Dynamite, Rampage, Battle of the Belts coming at you now. Okay, Ricky Starks, Juice Robinson. This is our opening match. I'm like, all right, we got a lot of matches announced tonight, so some shit's not going to get that much time. Well, this match never actually happened. It was a no contest. Um, Within... 60 seconds. I, I have to broadcast. ask you, Charlie. Did Tony Khan beat the ending of WrestleMania Night 2 in 30 seconds? I think he did. Oh, no. Jay White makes his appearance. Who looks shredded? He looks phenomenal. Oh, my God. Has this guy been hitting the fucking dude? He looks great. Has this guy had an ounce of fat in the past month? We'll have to fucking dive in on that on the nutrition special coming to you next week. But, no, um... He is all Two elite. Two heaping scoops. <laughs> Damn it. He's all elite. So Jay White gets the graphic. He's here to fucking stay. Bullet Club is in AEW. It shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone, by the way, because Tony Khan, Tony Khan was a big fan of Bullet Club. Um, there's even pic pictures of him out there in Bullet Club shirts. So, you know, and Bullet Club is expanding more and more, and New Japan is letting this stuff expand more and more. I mean, TMDK is literally... 
doing their own complete thing in, in Australia right now and different stuff outside of New Japan. So they're much more loose on this than they used to be. But they used to not even let their title cross. They, they wouldn't even let it come to the States because of what happened with the Brock Lesnar stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> a lot has changed in the past few years. And clearly their booking's changing too. So, what I mean, what do you think of this? Uh, we I didn't expect it to be this quick. Um, one of our friends made the argument that it should maybe have been a bigger deal. I mean, I kind of agree with that at first, but my thought is like, no, nah, you had to get some. You had to. You had to. You had to take the shot immediately. You the had wrestling to. world was watching. Yep. If you had him, and maybe he's had him for a couple weeks now, maybe it wasn't as like ambiguous as we thought. Like where, I don't think I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, and if the rumors we were talking about earlier are true <clears throat> about Jay White not being actually. <laughs> even an option for wwe this year which is insane you know like um yeah some like, people in the company thought they were getting them as of mania week and the communication how can the communication there. in the company be so bad that they don't even realize that there's no actual interest I, that's a that's a problem that if your company is on that different of pages i mean it would explain why yep. all the rumors that leak out are usually wrong these days you know because people actually genuinely think they're correct and they're just wrong you know yeah, so there's a lot going on with that. That's but. insane. Yeah, but Jay White, huge, huge, probably the biggest signing in in a while for AEW. Probably the biggest is, signing since Adam Cole and Brian, right? Would you say? Yeah, yeah. This is an S tier acquisition. This is a main event guy. I mean, he's going to be treated as a massive star. They've already added him into the All In poster in a pretty prominent position. I mean, this is going to be someone that they're going to push going forward. You'd hope, and, right? I mean, shit. And you want to talk about? God damn it, we've been talking about Ricky Starks needing to get a program after the Jericho thing, and son of a bitch, they're serving him a silver platter. Two-on-one program? Even if they you give him a tag partner. They respect Ricky Starks. You know? And I love well, this. Didn't Ricky I... and Andretti tag up a little while back? If you have Andretti bump shoulders with Jay White and Juice Robinson. Yeah. I don't yeah. think they'll do that, but if they did, yeah, get, my get Ricky a God. friend. Yeah, we had a debut. We had a return. Yeah, Ricky literally is the worst. Apparently, a terrible person. Nobody likes Ricky. Everybody betrays Ricky in the end. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll get in. Good stuff. Um, apparently, Ricky Starks is stealing out of people's wallets or something. I don't know. Tony Schiavone is backstage with Y2J, Chris Jericho. Excuse me. Talked about Adam Cole's match and post-match celebration last week. It went on and on. Cole punked out Daniel Garcia and had to put a stop to the disrespect. Keith Lee. Stepped into frame, talked about Jericho's disrespect he's shown to many in AEW. Lee issued a challenge to Jericho next week in Milwaukee. Teach him a thing or two about respect. Jericho just slowly backs away before giving an answer. Uh, I didn't have Keith Lee and Chris Jericho on the bingo cards next week, but I'm fucking down. I didn't have Keith Lee walking Chris Jericho back on my bingo card. He sold the shit out of that, didn't he? He was like, bro, I, I don't want to fight you. What the fuck? He, he he had no bisque with that. He did not want any beef. <laughs> Yeah, good good job. Jericho's like, yeah, I'm like, like 50, that. bro. You're going to beat the shit out of me. <sighs> Who do you think wins this? Oh, well, we'll save that for I, the end. We'll save that for well, the end. Well, I mean, no, I'll tell you right now. Probably Keith Lee. I mean, right? I mean, put him over. I hope so. Jericho really is still so. on that backslide. You know what I mean? Yeah. House of Black defeated the best friends and AW International Champion Orange Cassidy to defend the AW Trios titles. I got one thing to say, and then I'm handing this to you. Holy shit. The sequence between Buddy Matthews and Orange Cassidy. Uh, yeah, what did you think of this match? And uh, uh, this title reign continues. Chef's kiss. Just beautiful match. Uh, the pace was off the chain. So many Ooh. insane dives. 
Um, uh, the, the hard-hitting knees everywhere. Mind game war between Cassidy and Malachi. I need a six-month feud of them mind gaming each other. That's what I need. Give me that. Even though I don't want Cassidy to be tied up all that long. But still, because of all the matches he could have. But like, fuck it. Orange Cassidy is good enough. He can have. He can do it all. Have him do everything. Fuck it. He's a, he's good. Um, but yeah, the knees. Um, oh my god, the Brody pile driver was just in, absolutely absurd. Um, oh my god. Yeah, so fun. So good. And I like Matthews picking up the win with with that stomp, bro. It's wrestling history, bro. He was using that stomp. He's still a disciple. He might not be there anymore, but he's still a disciple, bro. Can you believe the pace that Matthews and Cassidy were working together in that sequence? Uh, that I think that's the singles match we're getting because he's the one that made the challenge, and I'm so down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Next week for the title. I think there's a legit chance it could change hands, too. We'll get into oh, that. Oh, yeah. But... That would be great. I, th- there's already been one group that had the trios and the international title at one point. And if that becomes a semi-regular thing, like every couple of feuds, it, they kind of get mixed together because you you know, you know want to put over whoever that is. If, if that's Matthews' second championship in this company and it's within like a month or, well, I guess it'd be like two months or whatever it would be, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm down for that, you know? Yeah, same, same. Uh, this was just such good fun. Sue driving us... Uh driving it in so they got their wrestlemania entrance <laughs> absolutely absolutely so and again the curb stomp victory fucking loved it excalibur throws the video to christian cage who we haven't seen since revolution he was buried he was standing in a hall with a red light which from what we're hearing it sounds like that was intentional so hopefully i don't want red light matches though i i please no but if we do some promos for a little bit like he's buried sure but he went to the depths of hell. And who's he standing there with? Luchasaurus emerged. They both looked at the camera. He's got he's got a little bit of new uh a little bit of new gimmick on him with some pads and shit. And uh I mean I know you're happy he's back just like me, so uh, Oh absolutely. I've been I've been asking about him for a while. I've been like, Where's Luchasaurus, man? It'd be so fun to bring Luchasaurus in for this stuff. I thought it would have been perfect for him to have one more match with um Jungle Boy before that feud broke off, you know? And I guess I mean maybe they will now, you know? Because yeah, it doesn't uh, seem like they're done necessarily. Are you happy but... we're getting uh, Luchasaurus and Christian Cage staying as a pair? Um, I mean, I just for now. I mean, I don't want it to be permanent. I do expect Luchasaurus yeah. to turn on at some point, you know. But I mean, I don't know when that'll be. It could be a long term thing, you know. Um, because Christian's only getting older, you know what I mean. So the longer they put that off, the less likely it is to be a good match, you know. Like we we got lucky with Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage at the pay per view, you know what I mean. Not that Christian's bad, but just yeah, he's getting older, you know what I mean. He's, not able to keep up with the younger guys anymore but a guy like luchasaurus he can match the pace of a guy like that because he's a big dude you know oh 100 percent. so he got that big meat you know uh, meaty men slapping meat challenge um <laughs> renee paquette is backstage with the outcasts she they mockingly you know congratulate jamie hater for defending her title so said for not get comfortable as one of the outcasts will become the aw women's champion Paquette asked who it would be. Soraya wouldn't let her stir the pot. Good, good interviewing there by Paquette, right? Stir the pot. Do it. Stir it. Angelo Parker, Jake Hager, Matt Menard are at the ramp. They're talking about the Acclaim joining the JAS. The Acclaim made their entrance. Uh, Max is, you know, running down Jericho. George Santos. There's a cocaine bear reference. Parker said he got them an eight-man tag this week on Rampage and was about to say scissor me daddy magic when daddy ass caught them off and did it the proper way. A video was shown of MJF being awarded the key to the city of Oyster Bay. MJF said it was one of the proudest days of his life. I bet that's a shoot, too. You know what I mean? 
Um, we then jump into MJF Day. <laughs> the segments we're getting with this guy as champion have been fucking awesome. I'm waiting for one of them to completely bomb. Oh, it'll happen. And he'll he'll openly admit, yeah, that one oh, sucked. It will. It's gonna happen. He's gonna be but like, yeah, wasn't... that that one was way better in my head, you know. But uh, <laughs> it wasn't this one. Um, the introduction from Justin Roberts. There's a swing band on the stage. MGF walks out in a white tuxedo to a huge ovation. He's in fucking Long Island. They're loving it. He starts breaking out, pe- singing "Pennies from Heaven," and honestly, you just need to see it to believe it. He's, he's crushing this. Like the whole band performance, MGF's vocals. Like everyone should be proud. Everyone's proud up there. He danced down to the ring to bring the song home. Roberts introduced Joseph Saladino, the supervisor of the town of Oyster Bay. And this guy's getting some fucking heat. This guy, this guy could be a heel manager. I mean, this guy's getting booed. He's getting chants at him. And he's just standing there like a fucking boss. <laughs> this guy's getting run down by the whole town. He's just fucking killing it. Yeah, so I, I don't know that was pretty poli- funny. I don't know the politics of Oyster Bay, but they didn't like this guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, he, Taz, Taz was having some fun with it on commentary too. MJF goes on to say he deserves this, while losers like Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and most of all, Jungle Boy. The most Jungle Boy will have is a girlfriend with a wandering eye and a tiny package. MJF is going to tell the fans his story. He gets him to chant ADD. He talks about a teacher he had growing up, Mrs. Benedict, who would laugh at MJF. Bro, MJF's got to be careful with that wandering eye shit, bro. His fiance just left him. (laughs) Icarus is flying a little too close to the sun with that one, you know? (laughs) Hey, exactly. Uh, he called her a stupid bitch. He also got a chant. MGF gave a motivational speech to the Long Island kids out there, but only them, as he doesn't talk to poets. MGF capped it off and sang his tagline, his, took his title, walked back up to the ramp for an encore performance. And then, you know, Jungle Boy ends up being behind him, smashes the thing. MGF uh, did get cheered, but he was on the offense. Jungle Boy booed, you know, separated by agents. Sammy Guevara made his entrance between both men, picked up the AW title, holding it up, and MJF and Jungle Boy were making his way to the ring for his match. I mean, this was fun, you know? <laughs> MJF is just, he's in a world of his own sometimes. He and genuinely is, yeah. He's hes one of the best on-mic, in-ring wrestlers in the world, and uh, it's just a blessing that we have him right now. And if, if he ends up, I mean, I think it's funny, like, the bidding war of 2024 is kind of a dead story now, because if he goes there, he's just an idiot, you know? Yeah, he knows what's going to happen if he goes there, you know, so, um, I mean, it might not be the same for him. They may actually genuinely see him as a big star. You know what I mean? Sure. sure. And it's not that but, they don't see Cody that way. They just know that they can draw it out with Cody and Cody is going to be just fine with that. But yeah, but with MJF, you might have to just strap the rocket to him, you know, like they, like the AW had to, I mean, look. He's been a featured and prominent storyline since he's been here. So, but yeah, that takes us to our next match. I'm gonna let you take the lead on this one. Sammy Guevara defeated Commander. Absolutely. What you, uh, what you think of this one? <clears throat> yeah, it's a good match. Um, already did some flippy shit within seconds. He tossed him out of the ring and immediately hit a dive. You know what I mean? Um, yep. The tightrope shooting star. That was the first thing he did. Commander's um, Commander's one of those dudes they need to steal from AAA if they can. Like if if we can, yes. I don't think it's possible, but if we can. If he's just enough on the fringe of the, being the top guys in that promotion where they can sneak it, I don't think it's going to happen, but it would be awesome. Um, he also landed off the top rope on his feet on the floor, and it looked like he just landed on like, nothing. Like, he looked like he landed on, like, a, a pillow. Like, what? 
That's not a thing. That's how people yeah. break their legs. And he just His landed. His ability with the ropes is insane. Um, Sammy had some good heat in this match. Um, and then Tony interviewed him after, in which he cut a babyface promo, which was interesting. Um, I mean, I guess everybody's I, a babyface against MJF, but I it think was it's Long Island too. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe I, I agree though. It was a little interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird, but um you know but he did uh, ultimately say the crowd that the town sucks so i guess technically it was a heel promo um i thought the promo actually started off a little rocky but it ultimately landed um so i you know it's fine it seemed like he didn't know where to go at first but then he was like ah, i yeah. got this you know so maybe a lot of maybe, i think i say that a lot about a lot of Sammy promos and maybe it's just like he takes he's a definitely not the greatest promo yeah but well, he his can, in-ring work is phenomenal but he's not the greatest promo in the world not at all i mean he can, he can cut good ones it just, just felt like it didn't get going in a direction at first yeah. I meant it did. But yeah, anyway. I don't think it was by any means like a, a horrible promo, but it definitely, yeah, it, it, yeah. I, at the match itself, I'm with you. Thought it was good, good, uh, good flippy shit, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I heard somebody does, say that. Um, I think it was Meltzer be like, yeah, Commander. Uh, he just uses the rope walk spots too much. I'm like, what? I think what, he did what, it like what? three times in this like seven seven minute match, maybe. Which I. I mean that is a lot, but I mean if it was like a twenty minute match, it wouldn't feel like that big of a deal, you know? Like yeah, no, I I say get your shit in. But also, yeah, like that, if that's what he does, it's like why would you want him to do something different? Like if that's what he likes, if, if that's what yeah. he's gotten overdoing, why would he do something different? You know what I mean? Like I mean, I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm with you. Not that's the best commander right. match that I've seen in the last couple of weeks, but I mean he faced no, like, especially Vikingo after the fucking and... classic we had on Supercard. Yeah, so <laughs> you know. But eh, whatever. Yeah, so we jump into Hook, who defeats Ethan Page for the FGW title, which, surprisingly, this was not the first time that happened. This was not the only time it happened this week. Correct. That doesn't happen often. Um, Basically, it ended up happening here where, uh, you know, Hardy cracks fucking Ethan Page over the head with the title. Did this He's feel a little him. bit like sudden for the payoff to the thing they've been building up for a while i mean i know nobody gives a shit besides us exactly it's been a dark storyline so unfortunately a lot of people have missed out on it they have brought it to like rampage and whatnot but i i feel bad for the people that missed out on this really fun storyline because a lot of it was on dark and you know i actually bought into the fact that matt hardy wanted to like him and that wasn't the case i i kind of hope we get an ethan redemption arc now though which, by the way, he looked really good in oh, the yeah. match against Hook on Rampage. This match was pretty quick for you know its reasons, but yeah, um, I would love that. I would love for him to realize that that would be the big moment is that he realizes that Stokely was actually the thing that was in between all of them. That they were actually all tight and they were friends, and it was actually Stokely that was the wedge in between all of it. You know, I would love that. Yeah, I don't know what you do with Stokely after that, but uh, you know, I think it'd be a good cap off. Clients, fuck it. Do what? Get him some more clients. Absolutely. I just don't know who, you know. I'm, you know. So Excalibur throws it backstage AEW's newest broadcaster, Nigel McGuinness, who is backstage with Tony Khan. Khan said before AEW was founded, four pioneers, the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, and Kenny Omega, put on a show called All In, the biggest independent wrestling show of all time. Five years later, AEW will make their debut in London, England, Sunday, August 27th for All In. Khan then brought in Adam Cole, who announced Wembley Stadium is where it will be taking place. And God I think when damn. everyone heard Wembley Stadium, they're like, what? Because everyone's like assuming, you know, it'll be like the, the Craven Cottage or Wembley Arena. 
Nah, they said we'll yeah. I think Craven Cottage could do like twenty thousand or something. So that would be a big show too. But yeah, it's... it would be huge. But uh, talk about swinging for the fences, and this did indeed clarify as you touched on the beginning of the show. This was a huge announcement. It 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 earned its name. Uh, Nigel McGinnis calling it, and uh, there's there's a lot here. I mean, All Out is the week after, so. You know, uh, Anthony Bowens confirmed that for us, and that's—I mean, that—that that makes me think even more. This is going to feature other talent not in AW. Hence, I'm sure New Japan, if they can work it out, maybe AAA. You know, because I, I don't think we're having this show without Will Osprey on it, for example, right? So, yeah, this is going to be huge. This—this this is going to be—you know—we've been searching for that big show for AEW to have. You know, is it double or nothing? Is it all out? Well, maybe it could be the yearly all in as their big show. Or, you know, maybe this is just something. I think it'll work out to be a combination of all in and all out. That would probably be the biggest show. Be like, instead of two days on the same weekend, it's just two different weekends. You know what I mean? So, this is going to be something that's going to be interesting to follow for uh, some time because, you know, how big is it going to be? Who knows? Um, I believe it was. One of the one of the quotes I see kind of a lot of people running with, you know, someone asked Meltzer, I believe, on a show, and they asked, you know, over under fifty five k for it, and on the show we said he thinks it's going to do over. Obviously, uh, let's just fifty five k is a massive success for this, right? Yeah, so, anything over like twenty five, anything over twenty probably would be yeah, huge. AW's highest show is it is Grand Slam, and it's like twenty k. It's just under twenty one. And that's yeah. their 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 most people in a show. So the twenty to twenty five thousand is a success. Anything more than that is just a statement, you know, like yeah, genuinely, I, like. Let's. I think the and goal if they for somehow AW could here, fill the stadium, which is unlikely, but if they could do it somehow and get like eighty thousand people to show up, yeah, then it's like you've just you've just taken the biggest shot you possibly can. You know what I mean? Like, they need this to turn into an event, like. Everyone needs to be talking about this by the time it comes, and it's it's the hottest ticket in town, and you got so many people in Europe traveling to this thing. So here's becomes the interesting thing. We were talking about this earlier. I think they're going to lower the ticket prices, but I was also thinking, but if you make it a massive fucking show, how can you justify that? You know, if everything on the show is like an insane match. Yeah, I don't think you do like WrestleMania ticket prices, right? But I, you know, AEW ticket prices, they're not like notoriously expensive. I mean... I think it's so, cheaper to go to a WWE show live. I don't know if that's actually true, but I think if you wanted I, to go to Raw, it'd be cheaper than going to Dynamite. For, I'm pretty for sure. my area, it's it's significantly cheaper to go to Dynamite. Is it really? I've, I've not really looked yes. at prices. I just knew AEW was way higher than I ever remember WWE being, but I also went to like a house show back in like the mid-2000s. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. See, most AEW tickets, they kind of in the US, they start about 30 bucks, and that's going to get you like pretty pretty decent seats. And then once you get closer, I mean, you're not you're not dropping no 15k at least for a goddamn dynamite. Oh, that's but, true. I just you know it's just I just figured because it was a smaller company, it'd be way less price. But nah. Yeah, and so yeah, I I I, I think that's gonna play into it. I I if it becomes like a thing where you can get you know your good seats for 45, 50 bucks, which I'm guessing what it's gonna be, probably like 45 after all the taxes and shit. I, again, I. I UK taxes could be completely different than what I'm what I'm assuming, but yeah, that's gonna be interesting to follow. I think it's going to be kind of that because we're assuming FDR is back. You know, they just started their title reign. 
this summer needs to be huge for AEW. And there's no better way to cap it off than having a massive all-in show with, you know, some of the best talent in the world, followed by All Out, which is, you know, another big show for them. I've seen some I've seen a lot of shit already pitched for All In. Could the you want to sell some tickets? Have this be your Sting retirement match. The Great Muda retirement match was fucking huge in Japan. It I mean, if they do well. Forbidden Door and they do Will Ospreay 2, Will Ospreay versus Kenny 3. Yep. That match is there. Uh, is Punk going to be back? <laughs> CM Punk, Kenny Omega, CM Punk, MJF, you name it. CMFTR versus Elite. So there, there's a lot of matches we could toss out there. Um, but I think, like you just said it best, swinging for the fences. I mean... This is it doesn't get bigger than this. Wembley fucking who would have thought that? Um I do I do, again, I don't no credit taken here cuz I Tony Khan still had to do it. I do remember saying to you Charlie a while ago prior to January and I said I would take the biggest shot you possibly can. I'd book your show this month. This was like at the tail end of December, and so we were heading into January. It might have even been January first. I'd book it, so it might have been too late by then. But the idea came to me. I was like, I would book it now. Obviously, that wasn't possible. You couldn't do that. But yeah. other than the impossibility factor, I was like, I would do it as early as you can in the year, and I would book it in a massive stadium. And I remember saying that to you, and you were like, Ah, oh, that's a risk. And I was like, I know, but if you can make it work, it's the biggest thing ever. I'm just saying. I, again, I, I don't try to take. I know it can seem like if you listen to this podcast week to week that I try to take credit for everything AEW does. I'm not. I'm literally like I have no influence whatsoever on what they do. Like we have like, so, like our impressions do not get to if if they know about us, it's because they know there's another show out there that covers them. They don't know that we they don't someone's not listening to this podcast at AEW. You know what I mean? Like, but I mean, unless they're just like a wrestler or something, they might then. You know? But like, you know, like um, if it's there's nothing if you're going to the UK and you're going to do a fucking massive stadium there. And it's your first show. I mean, there's a lot of stars that could be lining up for him, you know? Yeah, it just has to hit. If it doesn't hit, it's tough. But if it if it's if it's a I big mean, deal right. and they sell a lot of tickets, it could be it could be huge. It could really change the dynamic of the wrestling world. My brain's thinking of a couple matches right away, and it's just like I'm 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 thinking like a couple of them I already mentioned. I mean, the Darby Allen Sting retirement match, CM Punk MGF for the world title, say you get Omega Osprey. FTR Young Bucks. If you fucking do that there. FTR versus Young Bucks versus Aussie Open. You can't you got to you have to make it a triple threat. And then say you toss in the Blackpool Combat Club versus the Bullet Club in like an anarchy in the arena. I mean, dude, you could turn this into something special. You're already building a new Bullet Club. Juice and Jay White are your first two members. We need Mercedes for that show if we can get her. Yeah, they're eventually going to run into um, you know, the combat club and something I wanted to save. I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier. We were talking about the first two time women's champ. What if you just have Jamie Hayter win the title back here? So she drops the title at double or nothing or at later paper. Probably to one of the outcast members that's going to help get that group over. Yep. Make that Ruby I, Soho if you're going to do it, by the way. That'd be awesome. But, um, could be Ruby. Yeah. yeah I know you're going to say, oh. Soraya. Soraya, yeah. but Soraya does not ever need to win the women's championship. I'm sorry. She doesn't. I, I she doesn't. She won it in the first 30 seconds of her being a fucking wrestler in WWE. She's fine. You know what I mean? Like, But the other woman you could take this from if she's not an outcast is Mercedes. 
um you well, you have to having... you have to get her in the company because you can't just be like oh we want you to be here because you're working with new japan it's like no you need to have her signed you can't just have her breathe exactly you need to either do it at forbidden door do it somewhere and but you can bring her in as the iwgp women's champion at forbidden door but you then have to then sign her to some kind of deal in america too so that she can wrestle here because i don't want to see her just in a one-off at all in because you know what i mean like i would love i don't want her to win the title i don't want her to do what they did with didn't they do this with somebody once already where they won the title didn't defend it at all because they were in japan all the time and then came back and defended it like once and then dropped it pretty much right away. Not AEW, but they've done this before in other promotions, you know, like. Usually it unfortunately happens to New Japan with other talents winning their titles. <laughs> well, yeah, true, true. I mean, it's yeah. what's happening with Kenny in the U.S. title right now, right? Like he'd be on every New Japan pay-per-view All if he right, wasn't I'm throwing signed. a match at you. Hangman Adam Page versus Pac, AEW International Championship, Texas Deathmatch. Book it. Pac's uh, got to get mean, on that show. I mean, I would... You know, if we're going to put a match for Pac, I mean, right now, there's a guy right now who is stealing his tag partners, bro. You could throw him against Mark Briscoe on this show. Yeah, you could. You could. So, uh, obviously, All In's going to be something we're going to be talking about probably fucking nearly every week, just to be honest. Uh, it depends on how big this thing's going to get, right? So, who knows? There's going to be new stories every week. And I'm sure when those tickets go on sale uh, May 7th, the wrestling world is going to run fucking wild with what happens. Because who knows? Who fucking knows? Okay. Blackpool Combat Club destroys some jobbers. The story here. Danielson grabs the mic after. Says he was at home with his family we loved. He loved the Blackpool Combat Club, who are professional wrestlers. Yes, the guys that they've just beaten up are professionals. They look more like amateurs hired by the EVPs. Woo! Damn. Danielson calls himself the only professionals here tonight. Hangman. Power walks to the ring. He showed no fear. Was beaten down by Mox. Claudio and Yuta. Danielson called him an amateur. Page doesn't have anyone who loves him as much as he loves the BCC. Danielson pulled a screwdriver from his jacket and said the house of AEW needs to be fixed. Yo! And then he fucking, he drives a screwdriver into what I think is the eye of Adam Page. He screams in pain. I mean, dude, he's fucking Danielson's twisted, man. He's over. It's over. What's happened to him? Yeah, we, we, we they, MJF broke him. I think he did, and I love that they're kind of doing he that. He beat him up so bad, he turned him back into 2008 Brian Danielson. <laughs> the absolute menace. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, what do you think of this angle with Danielson, right? This is this is. Oh, yeah, this is what we've been waiting for. We, we, we You know, he's been a babyface more or less ever since before he, you know, when he first came in. But, like, he did a little bit of a heel run there for a bit, but he was not really being used for a little while as a heel just because they didn't really have a spot for him. You know, lost to Mox, lost other things, you know what I mean? Um, yeah ultimately turned face because of the bcc and um or the bbc as fucking uh, hangman likes to say um yeah, the bbc yeah you know, and uh <laughs> and uh that made it to tv by the way <laughs> it's not just that i thought it was just a bte thing and then i went i saw a clip he said it on dynamite anyway um uh anyway so uh yeah but um so yeah no good angle and i, I mean does this mean we're probably getting hangman versus danielson again because he fucking you know stabbed him in the eye probably I mean, guessing. Count me in. Yep. Yeah, I'm in for that as well. I mean, there's plenty of, there's plenty of angles you could pull with that. You just got Juice and Jay. So, I mean, I mean, there's, there's lots of angles. Give me what this. I want. Kenny so, has so much going on right now. <laughs> he really does. Everyone wants Kenny. All right, we jump to AW Rampage, which was live this week. 
FTW rules match champion Hook defeats Ethan Page via submission. I thought Page did a really good job. Oh, we didn't mention this in the other match. Do we think that Hook um, and Matt Hardy and Isaiah are like a little faction now? That would be a fun team. I'd be down with it. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. I did have that in my notes in the previous match. And yeah, I wonder if they are. I said that to you while we we, uh, were watching because we both watched Dynamite Live this week and texted back and forth. And I remember texting you that. I was like, is this a faction? I'm down if it is, but you know. Same, same. So yeah, we'll see what happens happens with that. But uh, Hook ended up uh, throwing Paige through a table. This this was fun. I've liked this little segment that these guys have had, you know. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Doesn't hurt anybody. Nope. Just having some fun. We jumped to a QTV. QT Marshall's team did a bit where they, uh, you know, kind of spoof everything, you know, doing their thing. They talk about the ROH tag title match from last night or, or later tonight. Aaron Solo pretended not to know how to pro- pronounce Lucha Libre. Marshall said he wouldn't be dead doing any of that flippy shit in the match. Someone asked Marshall to break a leg. He replied, who am I, Dante Martin? Everyone starts laughing all campy-like. And the best bit here is Aaron Solo spraying mouth spray in people's mouths as they're laughing. <laughs> that's pretty funny <laughs> that's a good little bit that's pretty good uh i liked when uh he when he faked what he said uh what was that whatever he said li- something library it's like oh, i hate that guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah the idea that qt wrestled a guy named lucha libre literally god damn it the jericho appreciation society and the acclaim defeat lsg bobby orlando and the infantry a little surprised to see the infantry out there with them good for those guys though uh they got their asses beat marjorie Taylor Green raps was pretty much all it was about. And uh, Scissor Me Timbers. After the match, the angle happened that we'd assume would be eventually happening. 2.0, you know, turned on him and started wailing on him. And I think we're going to either get a trios match, going to get a sync, you know, tag match. You name it. I think it's it's a good little program. And I've heard people describe it before, and I, I lean with it a lot. And the acclaim and anything that they do, it's going to just, they're going to get a good reaction. You can kind of do anything with them. They're kind of like the modern new age outlaws. And yeah, in a lot of know. ways that they're just opening up with the crowd that their gimmick, they can you stick it against anybody. Max Caster is going to have something fun to say, you know, and if, yeah. if it doesn't work one match to another, you can just end it and they can do something else. You know, I think these guys will have a pretty good match together. By all intents and purposes. I hope so. I hope this is the match where for 2.0 finally start to look like a legit team, you know, like, because <clears throat> they just kind of they don't really wrestle long matches but i'm sure they could you know yeah get get a nice good lengthy uh match out of them uh here we got swerve he's a little pro a uh, little uh backstage oh boy like video oh my he said public service announcement for everyone there's a new merger um i'd be lying if i said i got it immediately right my brain went two things uh, the firm or the embassy, surprisingly. Uh, but I, I fucking kind of forgot Brian Cage is in the goddamn embassy. So we'll get into that in a second. Uh, so the merger didn't happen there. It happens after this match. Darby Allen defeats Lee Moriarty. Uh, take it from here. What what'd you think of this match? And uh, uh, Darby got hit by a car. Darby got hit by a car. <laughs> um, and then he got hit by another when he faced Lee Moriarty. No. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's sold well in here. Uh, I really like both of them. They did some some on point mat wrestling, and then again, yeah, the story of this match is the is the mogul affiliates joining forces with the embassy. So, um, uh, just uh, thoughts, because like I like the embassy. Okay, I like I like Gates of Agony, 
but yes. fucking Optimus Prime, I don't know about, you know? Uh, the idea of having Bishop Khan as one of Swerve's heaters, I think is beautiful. He needs I don't even mind Toa in that spot. It's fucking Optimus yeah. Prime. And you know what? For what it's worth, Optimus Prime fucking, that was an insane move, like, spotty hit on Darby, especially after the kid got hit by a car, for God's sake. I mean, that, that move, that alone looked great, but... You know, I, I, I don't – God, I, Ryan Cage's matches have been really running dry for me lately, and yeah, I guess, you know. Yeah, Darby had been having a tough week. Got fucking hit by a car, then run over by a freight train. Quite literally. Uh, his match with Lee was pretty good. Uh, the Rhode Island crowd loved him. Is this the spot to put Darby in right now if he's in the world title feud, though? Like, getting beat up by some guy who, by for all intents and purposes, by comparison, is a mid-carder, you know? Like, even if this role... Well, it's, it's the idea of Swerve, you know? So, uh, just to get him another match, he's gonna... I think both Swerve and Keith Lee are losing next week. That's another one of those stories that I can't believe we haven't had the payoff for yet. Uh... Don't know what's going on with that. I mean, I think what we could possibly see, since we know what, like, in a few months, we're getting Nick Wayne versus Swerve, right? So, if if Darby if Darby's not hurt or something, I could see Swerve and like either Brian Cage or Bishop Khan or Toa teaming up if they're all still a faction by that point to do a tag match yeah. with Nick Wayne and Darby on one side and Swerve and somebody else on the other. I could see that happening. Yeah, it. it could be the fucking way. I mean, we're we're gonna have to find out, but yeah, the merge happened. Uh, I mean, it elevates those guys being associated with Swerve. That's no lie. Swerve's fucking awesome. So yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll see how it plays out, right? And now the next next interview that we have on the list, the most professional interview I've ever seen. I don't know how the fuck my man kept his focus during this. <laughs> Jade Cargill and Taya Valkyrie have their sit down. They have a, a, a mediation about the uses of Cargill's Jaded. Uh, finisher, which Valkyrie had already been using. Valkyrie insisted the champion show some more respect for history. Jade wasn't impressed. Two ended up in a shouting match, and RJ said he's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. It's okay. Uh, we had enough of this. I love RJ City. I, I, I don't know why he doesn't get used like this more. He's fucking hilarious. You know what I mean? Like the I, first I, question he he asked like a loaded, not even loaded, like a really pointed, like <laughs> rude question to Ty, and she's just like, "Yeah, whatever. I knew this was happening." Yeah, let it happen. Um, <laughs> I mean, his stuff on that Revolution pre-show was awesome. I forgot about so, that. That was hilarious. They need to do more of that. They do, and his most recent YouTube video with Dana with Brandon. Brian Danielson, I almost said Daniel Garcia three times, was freaking hilarious too. So, yeah, uh, main event, Julia Hart defeats Anna Jay. Um, Julia Hart's kind of returned to TV here, and you can tell she'd been getting some good reps in. Oh, yeah, this was cool because we've been watching her come along on Dark, and this is the first time we've seen her against a credible opponent put it all together in a really good way. I think she's ready to be a regular women's wrestler on AEW all the time. I think it's time. I agree, and I'm, you know, how do I phrase this? I, I think, you know, Anna's coming back from injury. She had the match with Britt that everyone, you know, kept kind of, posting videos from with from the house show that you know it wasn't the greatest uh sequence that i've ever seen and you know anna again i there was a couple moments in this one i i don't know what happened and but julia 
Julia's got the timing down, man. She, I thought Julia looked really solid here, and I'm with you. Bring her in now. We can start using her against, you know, maybe just more than squashes. You know, she can still do some squashes in the meantime. Because her, she's so great. Her reps in. Like, she's putting in the work, and you can see it. We rolled right into Battle of the Belts, and they cut to Orange Cassidy's entrance music, and she just looks like she's ready to kill somebody. She's like, oh, this she motherfucker. Has, you know? She knows her gimmick. It's awesome. But speaking of that, yeah, it's Battle of the Belts time. Uh, kick us off here. Orange Cassidy, Jalistico for the AEW International Championship. Very, very close to my favorite this week. Um, Yeah. Uh... Drillistico starts off the match. He's having none of Orange Cassidy's shit. He's like, nah. Um, he didn't. We got a little tease in this match. Uh, Trent Beretta stared down Preston Vance a little bit. I'd like to see that match. Um, you know, it's funny because I talk about uh, Orange Cassidy a lot on this podcast and about how his origins as a wrestler are pretty humble, if you really think about it. He used to wrestle as this little gimmick wrestler in Chikara called Fire Ant, who was just a Lucha Libre guy. And he wore a complete bodysuit and mask, and no one even knew what it was. No one would have known this is some random white guy, you know? And he wrestled really, really high-quality matches in Chikara. And so when you put him against somebody like Drillistico, I'm sure if you did this with Vikingo or uh, Commander or name another Lucha Libre superstar right now that's in, on that level, you know? I'm pretty sure yeah. if you put him against that, any of those people, he just falls right back into his old Lucha roots. And I think that's what he did here. Um, because Cassidy, as a wrestler in general, has the ability to adapt to any and every style that you can do in wrestling. But when you put him back in that old sense of like, I don't know if it's comfort or just like he knows what he's doing, um, that he just he shines even more. Um, and so at the end of the match, uh, after he picks up the win with the orange punch, which injured his hand a little bit, um, he gets a little, you know, the lights go out, I think. And then the package comes up on the, or the package, like the, the video comes up on the screen <clears throat> and we see the House of Black. And Malachi Black says like some you know taunts him a little bit, and then Brody steps up. Sorry, not Brody. Uh, Buddy steps up, and basically says, "We were gracious enough to put our titles on the line. Now you do the same, you know." And uh, Orange Cassidy is obviously not going to back down from a fight, so I'm sure we're getting that match. And uh, we mentioned it already, but I'm I'm super excited for that match. It should be really good. I think the combo of those two could be something really, really fucking awesome. Yeah, and and hopefully Buddy wins the title. That'd be awesome. I, I would I would be okay with this title reign ending with Buddy because you can you can go on and tell the story even more. How cool would it be that Orange Cassidy wins the title on uh on on TV and then loses it on TV and defends on pay per views in between? That's pretty cool. Yeah, be pretty cool. Uh, I enjoyed this match. I thought Charlistico, you know, he hasn't had too much singles action, and I thought you know this, this is a big spot for him, and I think he I think he knocked it out. I think he did what he had to do. You know, so good on the guys. Little promo package for Jay White. It covered what happened between him and Ricky Starks in the latest episode of Dynamite. Pretty cool stuff. Briscoe, Mark Briscoe backstage interview. He was asked about his match last week. Said he wouldn't be looking to the past, but looking forward from now. Jay Bro, Lee Lexi loves doing screen. interviews with this guy. She just looks like she's having a great time. She really does. Um, And pretty much, Jay Lethal came in. He talked to Briscoe about how long they've known each other. How connected they've been over the years. So Lethal invited Briscoe to join up with him. It sounded like a good deal on Briscoe, so we shook hands. Then suddenly the whole crew walks in, Dutt, Jarrett, and Singh, all beside Lethal. They were happy about Briscoe joining them, but it seemed like Briscoe didn't realize that was going to happen. Lethal used a bait-and-switch technique. Lethal presented the team as just he and Briscoe, not Jay So Lethal I think that could be a feud enterprise. of the next week of Honor pay-per-view, right? Those two? They'll, they'll run for a little bit as this little tiny, like, odd couple group. 
and could, uh, or maybe they're just gonna kind of use these guys as some faces right now it could be i mean they yeah. arguably did really good job as heels for weeks there against the acclaimed and then followed up with the orange cassidy stuff so you know which led to a couple of good matches so i mean hey i mean you know why not i be down i they they aren't like hated or anything no one dislikes the guys they're just like yeah they're just guys you know yeah so that takes us to our next match which was our tbs championship match and we had jade cargill taking on billy starks awesome got the week off from high school so she was able to fucking show up (laughs) yeah starks has been uh kind of all over AEW lately and ring of honor even and everywhere else tokyo joshi pro wrestling you name it she's been everywhere and now she's on national tv hey guys i was in japan last week wrestling for tjpw you know and now I'm facing the TBS champion, Jade Cargill, who's, you know... At a so, see you guys Monday for school, rate. you know? Like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, she's got to flex on people at school. You have to. Um, but, no, uh, she... This this was pretty solid. I mean, they let Starks get some of her shit in. She, had, she took Jade to a two count. Again, we haven't seen Jade, like, near the pin yet. But they Jade, you know, she was selling for her a little bit. And I think that lets us know also in their eyes, that they didn't just let her get squashed in four minutes. I, I'd assume that they weren't going to since it was on Battle of the Belts, but you never know with Jade. You just Oh, you she's gotten Battle of the Belt squashes before. Exactly. So, But with Billy Starks, they let her get a little bit of a match, and I thought it was pretty decent. They, they let them do their thing. The Road to Valhalla, or the Jaded, was hit, and she retains it. Pretty decent stuff. Taya Valkyrie ends up appearing after the match. She went for the road to Valhalla. Cargill escaped and rolled onto the floor. Valkyrie taunted her. And yeah, so that's... I'm liking what they're doing with that. It's it's nice for one of these Jade programs to get a little bit of a length to it. And they haven't even had the match yet. It's starting to... They're building some anticipation finally for one of her matches. So that's pretty nice to have at least. And I'm excited for it. Valkyrie looks awesome. She feels like a star. Like... Really, even here, she felt like a star when she made her little entrance. But, uh, yeah, any thoughts on the match? And Billy Starks, ah, God, how many times can we say it, right? Yeah, just glad to see her getting this opportunity, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, big opportunity. <clears throat> it does seem like the crowd is kind of losing steam for Jade, though. Um, oh, definitely. So, they needed, she needs a world title. Not run, I said run in my notes, but I mean, like, I'd run at the world title, even if she doesn't win, you know what I mean? Um... She needs to be put on that level, I think, at this point. So we need to get a challenge, or maybe it's Taya, maybe it's the next one after her. But we need somebody to come in and win this title off of her. I would love for it to be Sky Blue. I don't think it's going to happen. But she did just get signed, so maybe Taya loses. I don't think people would like that, but maybe that does happen, and then they put it on Sky, which I, I feel like people would hate on, but whatever. They can, they can fuck off, because nobody has come in and beaten her for the title so far. So I don't know if that's going it, to happen it's, here. If, it, if someone's going to come in and beat her, it feels like it's going to be Taya. You said that's... that about like three other people, my guy. No, I, I don't think anyone's going to beat her yet. If anyone, it would have been Athena. But, you know, that, that we kind of saw what they were doing with that. But it's I mean, Tony also, we thought, might I, I'm beat her. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm saying, gonna, like, there's been three women, I'm, last I'm three women she's faced that, that were major bit, stars. Though, we thought could beat her, but they just didn't. It was about the right none time. Of them, none of them have been booked like Taya has so far. So they're actually that is fair they're treating taya like basically the replacement jade for jade that's that's what i'm that's what i'm getting at here so like they've brought people in to face her 
Sure, they did it with Athena, but they didn't really do the Athena thing like this. And Taya so far, I think, has wrestled one match. So that's like, you know, maybe two. You know, like... Yeah, she's she's wrestled a couple little little squash matches in the interaction. But, you know, with her, they're they're mentioning a lot of her pedigree for it. So, yeah. um, Yeah, we'll see. Again, I I don't think they should end the Jade title reign. I keep it going until you really want to. If you want to do it with Taya, I'm cool with it. You've done a good job of building up the match, which... Is honestly all I ever wanted. So true. Uh, Michael Nakazawa and Brandon Cutler get a little segment. Um, R.I.P. the homies. Uh, they're gonna yeah. Fight they're gonna get killed next week. Combat club and get slaughtered. Yeah, less than uh, under over five minutes on the match that they're gonna be in. <laughs> I'd say under two. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be pretty. I'll, I'll take under five with entrances. Right, oh no. ROH Tag Team Champions Luch Bros main event the show against Powerhouse Hobbs and QT Marshall. I mean, the result was, you know, we kind of knew what the result was going to be, right? But the match is pretty good. Dude, the Lucha Brothers are fucking awesome. And, I, God damn it, do I... I got to say Powerhouse Hobbs as the hot tag. I'm convinced if you let them have five extra minutes on some dark matches, it would actually be like a three and a half to four star match. Like, they're that good. Like They're that good. And there is a future for Powerhouse Hobbs in a tag team where he is the hot tag. And he's going to be fucking great. I would like him to win a couple of singles titles first, though. I mean, he already got the oh, one. Yeah. I'd like to he, see him win, like, maybe the international star. or even, like, possibly win the world title, which I don't think is necessarily going to happen. But, you know, I would like to see something like that happen first. But, yeah, I agree. As a tag team partner. I think he could get a very, very good run as a tag team. Absolutely. Because his hot ta- the his viciousness, which is something we've mentioned before, is just on another level. So we can we can see him doing some pretty crazy stuff. And I like this pairing with QT. I don't care. People can say what they want. I think this pairing is working for both of them. And Powerhouse Hobbs, I'm enjoying this. This wasn't for the title, but uh, I'm sure we're going to loop back around to this. And yeah, why not put your champion in a match? Even if it's, you know, it's two guys you just beat. They just won new titles. It makes sense, right? That's all we ask for in wrestling. Shit to make sense. He just beat them both. Why wouldn't he fucking challenge for their titles? But yeah, uh, Marshall took the pin. Luchy I also like that it was he could have potentially beaten them both for the titles too. But QT was the factor that lost because he just couldn't hang. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, Powerhouse Hobbs, QT Marshall, their first tag. It's for some titles. It good match in my opinion. And yeah, that caps it all off for all the fucking wrestling we had. Holy shit! Damn it, we almost went two hours. I tried to be fast. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, we got a little bit of uh, next week. Uh, Chris Jericho, Keith Lee, Darby Allen, Swerve Strickland, International Championship, Orange Cassidy, Buddy Matthews, and John Moxley and Claudio versus Brandy Cutler and Michael Nakazawa. We don't have our women's match announced yet. Uh, maybe they'll just say it's Ty and Jade. You know, we'll see. It, I, I got to think if they would have done that, we would have known it by now since it is Monday. But I guess we'll find out, right? And yeah, I mean, it's, it's 2 a.m. on Monday. I mean, it's not like <laughs> it might come out like four hours from now or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, I, usually he would tweet something like that. You know out. what? Let's get an Athena match. I would like that. She's been on such a good I would run. Like an Athena match. Let her be on TV a little bit. You know, crushing it on Ring of Honor. Let's get an Athena. You cannot let match. you cannot let her crush it on Ring of Honor constantly because yeah, it'll drive traffic to Ring of Honor. But you got to let her go on TV sometimes. You know what I mean? Like genuinely, like. Yeah. So that works for me and sticker against billy starks bro do it book it tony fuck it give us another starks 
Or here, no, here's the match. It's gonna be, it's gonna be uh, a tag team of Willow Nightingale, Sky Blue, and fuck it, Riho <laughs> against the Outcasts. We probably. I mean, hey, it. I mean, they all lose that match, which sucks. But I mean, I mean, whatever. Yeah, and let's get a, let's figure out what's happening with all that. I'm sure we're gonna get someone on the Outcast feature. That's just kind of what I'm thinking, but. That'll be it for us, guys. Thanks for sticking around. Again, Eat Sleep Elites our Twitter, at Bane Duke, at O'Charlie with an X instead of an A. Thanks for hanging around. We'll catch you guys next week for some more wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Catch you on the flip side, vision.